Well, welcome to another edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Good to have you along. Boy, buckle up, okay? Just get ready. <laughs> this is going to be a fun, fun day. I can't remember the last time we gave away so much stuff. And, you know, it's it's just, it's it's too... It's just really remarkable when God blesses us the way he does. Tamara and I were having a bit of a production meeting yesterday after the program, and we were discussing why it is that there are so many people who engage with us on this program. You know, listeners, we know, we get it. You know, you get a chance to hear the radio or you hear the podcast or you watch My Hope Now and you dial in with us, and I think that's really great. I'm talking about people outside of the show who make it possible for us to have guests and things like that on the show. Uh, these are publicists and agents and marketing people and stuff like that behind the scenes. And here's the reason why we were just marveling. It never ceases to amaze us how many people come our way. You get to hear some really great guests here on the program, and we get super excited about it too. I mean, we're not sitting around, <laughs> we're, we're not... Uh, you know, looking at the guests who come our way and uh, the opportunities we have to talk to people and do ministry and whatever and, and taking that for granted. When this program started in September 2011, it was a couple of part-time guys and a producer who was working a couple hours a week on the show but was full-time at the station. And we went through one, two, three. Uh, Tamara's our fourth produ producer. And she is now in her, what, ninth year, I guess, of doing this. And uh, it, every year we had a different producer. We started doing it. You know, a lot of radio programs, even in the Crawford chain, have a producer and a call screener and an engineer and a host is full-time with the station. And I don't mind saying this because there's no malice whatsoever, but I am a contracted part-time guy with Crawford Broadcasting. I hosted, I, I host the Bottom Line Show that airs in 31 markets in the Western U.S. on three and a half Crawford, well, four uh, Crawford well, five, when you count translators, six and seven, a, a number of Crawford Broadcasting stations in addition to My Hope Now and our uh, uh, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher podcast, Apple podcast too. And, and I don't mind you know, saying that this to you just because we're friends and we've been having this conversation for quite some time. Though the other day was Monday, everybody who won the Meg Meeker book was a first-time caller, which was just phenomenal. And thank you if you're just joining us and, and, and getting to know us here on the program. I'm, I'm so grateful that you've tuned in. But I, the reason I stress this is because I have other areas of ministry to which I'm called, and Tamara has a part-time job outside of here. And, uh, you know, uh, Joel Dominguez runs the board for us, and Joel's full-time here, but he's got a million other responsibilities. And we never see Todd Stickler anymore just because I don't think he likes us very much. No, I mean, because Todd's really busy, and everybody wears a lot of hats. Usually what it takes to pull a program off like this is a lot of concentrated effort by people who are, you know, a staff of 10, 12, 15 people, you know, making things happen. And we really do operate on the goodness of God and the graciousness of God in terms of the people who come our way. And so if you have been blessed by and benefited from the uh, either the resources that we've been privileged to give away, because we don't have a budget for that, um, or the people who've come on the program just to talk about their stuff, um, I want to thank you uh, for letting us know that these things have been beneficial to you. And today, it's Everyone Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday, August 23rd, is uh, going to be an Everyone Wednesday like we've never seen before because we've got so much to give away, and it's in so many different forms. We've got books. We've got concert opportunities. We've got 
a banquet that you could be a part of for our friends at Family Research Council. So I just, I want to take the opening lines here, the opening moments of the program to thank you for tuning in, to thank everybody who has made available opportunities to for us to be generous, and then to kick things off. We have uh, Trisha Goyer is going to join me later in the broadcast today. Uh, she wrote a book about how the craziness in her world, um, you know, during COVID, it was just really kind of a pain. And uh, she wrote a book last year called Heart Happy, Staying Centered in God's Love Through Chaotic Circumstances that really struck a nerve with a lot of people. And hence, we are grateful to be uh, having uh, Trisha join me here on the program to talk about what's going on in her world, to talk about how this book has uh, really had a, a powerful and positive impact on so many people. And we have four copies of the book to give away. So if you want to start dialing in for that, 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. And uh, we'll, you'll, we'll put you in the drawing for one of the four le uh, books that we're giving away from Trisha Goyer today about being heart happy and staying centered in God's love throughout chaotic circumstances. And then there's Oz Hillman, who is a, uh, a this is, Oz is a great Bible teacher and ministry leader, a great man of God in the financial world who has an amazing story to tell about the fact that he was a golfer when he was younger and actually had hoped to go to college on a golf scholarship. He learned a lot about the game of golf, which I think has a lot of biblical and spiritual implications, but he also learned a lot about kind of the side dealings of golf. You know, the fact that if you if you've played golf on a regular basis, you know everyone's betting on something. Um, you're almost kind of a part-time hustler. And... Oz has learned a lot about the way the world works and also the way about the church works on the golf links. And he wrote a book about this. It's a devotional book called Birdies, Bogeys, and Life Lessons from the Game of Golf. It's a collection of 52 devotions. We have a couple copies of that book to give away, and Oz is going to join us later in the broadcast to talk about that. So 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line for that giveaway. See, that's six giveaways already, but I haven't even gotten to the really good stuff yet. <laughs> Because our friends at Family Research Council are coming to Southern California. Now, if you are a KCBC listener, and we do have some, I understand KCBC picks up uh, the first, well, the second half hour of our broadcast. We're on 90 minutes every day. And the second half hour of the broadcast is the whole, it's kind of like family dinner from 3.30 to 4 p.m. Pacific, 4.30 to 5 uh, Mountain for our friends on KLDZ. Um, we do carry the bottom line show on the bottom line network. Um, for the whole a half hour for the whole network. But we are also broadcasting, of course, from 3 to 4.30 p.m. Pacific time right here in Southern California every weekday. KLDC in Denver picks up the whole 90 minutes. KLTT in Denver only picks up a half hour, and they basically pre-record it. They record uh, one of the best of features from our earlier day's broadcast, and that carries from 2.30 to 3 on KLTT every Monday through Friday right after Angie Austin there in town. But uh, in addition to the program here, there's also programming that happens all around the Crawford Network. And some of the programs here are on all of our bottom line show stations, and not all of them do. As a matter of fact, there's one outstanding program by our friends at Family Research Council called Washington Watch that airs every weeknight on KCBC, our affiliate in the San Francisco Bay Area that goes to the Central Valley. And uh, also, uh, it basically goes to the state 
capital. So if you are in central to northern California, KCBC AM 770 is your home. And if you're in Modesto proper, uh, there is also a, uh, uh, an FM translator there at 94.7. So um, I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's nice to know. When I was a kid listening to KLOS and KMBT right here in Southern California, KMBT was at 94.7. If you had told me when I was in high school that one day I would be broadcasting every weekday afternoon uh, from 3.30 to 4 on 94.7 in Modesto, well, 94.7 anywhere, uh, I would have told you you were crazy, <laughs> to be honest with you. But um, it, it's it just it's nice to be able to broadcast on our uh affiliate up in Northern California. So every weekday, we carry a variety of different programming, and we have carried in the past Washington Watch with Tony Evans, or Tony Evans, wrong Tony, Tony Perkins and the Washington Watch broadcast uh, from Family Research Council. Family Research Council is celebrating their 40th anniversary this year, if you can believe it. 40 years of doing the work that uh, Dr. James Dobson and those around him uh, felt called to really engage in and really uh, uh, pursue in terms of uh, keeping an eye on the culture, giving you the opportunity to uh, to know what's happening in the world from a biblical worldview. And uh, it's been a pleasure for me personally to talk with uh, Dr. Dobson every weekday on Family Talk and also to uh, know that the great work that FRC has done over the years. In Southern California, we are always blessed when FRC comes to town, and the Family Research Council is hosting a banquet to celebrate their 40th anniversary coming up next Thursday. Now, tomorrow is August 24th. Uh, Next Thursday would be August 31st. I have to point that out because some people say this and next interchangeably when it comes to different days. But the Friends of FRC Banquet is coming to Southern California on Thursday, August 31st at the beautiful... This is in the script. The beautiful Balboa Bay Resort and Club and Space is Limited. Now, this is an event where we get together and celebrate the goodness of God through the Family Research Council. It's also an event that's a fundraiser. I don't mind sharing that with you. But here's who's going to be there. Of course, the aforementioned Tony Perkins, who's the president of Family Research Council. Uh, Michelle Bachman, former congresswoman from Minnesota, who currently serves concurrently as the chairman of the board of Family Research Council and also, I believe, chairman of the board of the Dr. James Dobson Family Institute. Uh, Ken Blackwell, former secretary of state of the great state of Ohio, is a senior fellow with FRC. He's going to be there. And music. Last year, it was Stephen Curtis Chapman. This year, it's Michael W. Smith. By the way, we tried to get Mike on the program. He's been on with us before. His schedule would not allow it, but he says, hey, y'all. Um, so anyway, Michael W. Smith, Tony Perkins, Michelle Bach, but it's going to be a fantastic evening. The only thing missing is you. And so since today's Everyone Wednesday, as if four Michelle, uh, Trisha Goyer books were not enough and two more from Oz Hillman, how about some tickets to this special event with Family Research Council featuring the music of Michael W. Smith and guest speakers, Tony Perkins, Michelle Bachman, et al. We have five tickets to give away to this event, and here's how we're giving them away. We have one pair for one listener. We have another pair for another listener. And then if you are single and you like to go to events like this on your own, go to the movies by yourself, you're good. Go to the theater by yourself, you're good. We have a single ticket for this family research event, family research council event coming up on Thursday, August 31st, just for you. 
Okay, it's Everyone Wednesday. The phone lines are now open. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. We are giving away two pair of tickets to the Family Research Council 40th Anniversary Soiree Banquet at the Balboa Bay Club on August 31st. That's a Thursday night, 6.30 to 9 p.m. We've got two pair of tickets and one single ticket for that event. We also have four copies of Trisha Goyer's book called Happy Heart, or Heart Happy, excuse me, uh, Staying Centered in God's Love Through Chaotic Circumstances, and two copies of Oz Hillman's book, Birdies, Bogies, and Life Lessons from the Game of Golf. So when you call 800-227-5278, by my count, that's four and two, and nine different winners between now and one every 10 minutes, basically, for the whole 90 minutes of the program, all right? So 800-227-5278, you are going to win something and you're gonna win something really good. 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. On the other side of this break, Trisha Goyer joins me to talk about, I mean, she and her husband, uh, this is the homeschooling mom of 10 kids, right? caregiver to her grandmother, speaker, blogger, author. And during the whole COVID thing, she realized that she didn't realize how chaotic her life was until it was all right in front of her and all on top of her and she wasn't traveling anywhere. Her book, Heart Happy, Staying Centered in God's Love Through Chaotic Circumstances is a must read for anybody who's ever realized, hey, wait, I've got so much on my plate. I don't know if I can carry it all. Uh, we're going to get into this conversation with Michelle on the other side of this break as the bottom line continues. You can protect against market volatility without investing all your money into bonds. Wilson Financial has simply better alternatives. The last 12 months, there has been almost $1.7 trillion invested in investment-grade bonds. This move to safety locks up money for a long time of guaranteed low returns. Why? Market volatility. Well, my comment is why go with low earnings for a long time when you can get great earnings with a solid real estate-backed investment paying you 6% over the next three years. After three years, you can invest in another option, or you can do what most of our investors do and reinvest in another one of our new exclusive 6% accounts. This strategy gives you the best of both options without settling for many years of low returns. Our 3D Money 6% account pays you great interest while you're not subjecting yourself to market volatility. Call 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or visit kbrightradio.com slash Wilson Financial and ask about Dennis Wilson's exclusive real estate-backed 6% investment account, Wilson Financial Services, for simply better alternatives. Well, today here on The Bottom Line, we're going to talk about what it takes to stay happy and not necessarily happy in the sense that, you know, everything around you is going perfect and everything's going, you know, great. Quite the opposite. In fact, I mean, let's face it, if you've got the kind of schedule that a lot of people are dealing with and post pandemic, who's not still dealing with some of those things, the world's moving quicker and uh, there's a lot of chaos, but there's a way that you can actually live centered in God's love. And today here on the Bottom Line Show, I'm joined by, of course, our My Hope Now audience can already see it's Trisha Goyer, a US, USA Today bestselling author. She's authored more than 75 books. 500 articles and a two-time carol award winner she has a brand new book out that i love the title of it i love the concept and i can't wait to dig in with her a little bit deeper on this it's called heart happy staying centered in god's love through chaotic circumstances and we have a link for the book up at the bottom show.com trisha goyer welcome to the bottom line show 
Roger, it is great being here. I always love talking to you. Likewise, and it's fun to see you too. And because we're, now we're you know we're getting high tech here at Coffee I know. Broadcasting <laughs> and doing our little Zoom chats, which is great. And it must be fun for you, hopefully, to be on the receiving end of the interview because I know you're doing some podcasting as well. What's it like to kind of dig into other people's work with the podcast that you host? Oh, it's so fun because, you know, then I get to be the one to ask the questions and really go deeper. And I think when we read books and we come across books, we always have these questions in the back of our mind. So I just mm -hmm. love being able to dig in there and ask those questions. Yeah, you, you get to be every man or every woman. And that's exactly. a lot of fun. Well, now it's my turn to ask you questions. So hold okay. on. <laughs> Let, let's talk. What was the genesis of this? There's always I mean, you and your husband are raising 10 kids. I mean, you've got so much going on. And I think the last time we spoke may have been the, the grumble free year or whatever, which I thought yeah, was, probably, a huge, yeah. was a huge endeavor um, with everything that we've been through in the past couple of years. Now here in the culture, um, a lot of people are facing the stress and some of that stress is still following them, even though life's getting back to normal. What was the genesis for this book? You know, when I was thinking about what I wanted to write, I was first going to write a book about hospitality and opening your home and inviting in your neighbors. And then the pandemic <laughs> and that book <laughs> yep. completely got shelved um, mm -hmm. in the middle of, you know, everyone's having to stay home and uh, we homeschool, but it was different too, because we weren't able to do the activities. So we have a house full of people wanting to do stuff, wanting to get out. And it was also during that time that one of our teens was really struggling. Um, we have adopted uh, seven kids. And so she turned 17 and she didn't want to be here, want to be with her biological mom. And I just remember being so overwhelmed. And often there was times I'd find myself almost in the fetal position on the floor. Mm. Like I am overwhelmed. I can't do wow. this. Like, how can I I keep going when we have one of our kids that definitely doesn't even want to be here and she's just just this fight is going on and I remember going to God's word and it's like okay I need to find happiness in him the happiness is not going to come with the finished laundry with uh, the kids behaving with everyone loving our home it's going to come from getting my heart happy in the Lord and I actually came through uh, came to a quote by George Mueller and he lived about a hundred years ago he opened orphanages and had tens of thousands of kids um, that he was taking care of. And he said, before I get busy with my day, I make sure my heart is happy in the Lord. I read the scripture. I pray God's word. And then I realize that God is with me in my day and just starting to do that on a regular team. You know, I always had quiet time and devotional time, but really just sitting there with God, realizing how much he loves me, realizing how much he's for me impacted every part of my day and I started noticing and my kids started noticing it really came from that transformation that happened inside my heart. Trisha Goyer is my guest today here on The Bottom Line, and that is going to make anyone's heart happy just during her testimony. The book is called Heart Happy, Staying Centered in God's Love Through Chaotic Circumstances. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Where do we start? I mean, there's got to be a ground zero for this, because when you talk about happiness, a lot of people would say, OK, well, I'm going to look for it where I find it. Mm -hmm. um, I love the, the Mueller quote is great because it's about God. But at the same time, when you were talking about this book on hospitality, my introvert's heart said, oh, wow, please don't make me read that. I don't know. That's one of the things that I really wrestled with in pastoral ministry was how could you do pastoral mm -hmm. ministry and not feel that compulsion to be hospitable? That would not make my heart happy. But let's let's walk through, you know, what you were able to uh, lay out for us. Not that this is a recipe for guaranteed success, but rather some principles that we could start adapting. 
Yeah, I think one thing is going to what that word happy means. And in uh, the Bible, a lot of times it's also translated blessed. And so happy is the man who walks in the Lord, blessed is the man who walks in the Lord. So I think sometimes we think happy is I just went on a new vacation, I went on a vacation, I got a new car, I lost 10 pounds. And so it's that external. But when you look at that word, it's actually Esher, and it means walking God's way. So when mm. we are walking God's way, when we are blessed, we are happy, we are doing the things he asked. And it's also then looking and seeing how God created us and nurturing our souls. You know, so many times our calendars are full. We're completely running from one thing to another, and we're not taking time to nurture our soul. So, of course, quiet time can be one thing. But what other things can bring you joy. Think about like when you were a child, I loved reading. I would get caught away in Nancy Drew mysteries. I also drew all the time. I always had a little notepad. Mm. And so actually during the pandemic, I ordered watercolor paints and I would <laughs> sit there you. and like, okay, all you people, you're watching a movie, but I'm just going to sit in here and I'm going to watercolor. And I think so many times we need to realize like God created us for a purpose. He created us even things that nurture our soul. Like I would not want to go to a mall and go shopping that just right. drains me but mm -hmm. sitting there reading a book or watercolor painting nurtures my soul and so it's really looking at how god created us and how we can feed our soul cutting out a lot of those things in the calendar to take time to connect with god and to do things which he created us to do do you think social media has made it worse in terms of the things that we think we need to do versus th the things we need to do? I mean, it sounds like, Trisha, if I if I may, even though you've got a house full of kids and, and you're a writer, speaker, podcaster, you sound like an outgoing introvert to me because the I, fact that you like, <laughs> right? Same thing. You know, people go, how can you get up in front of people and you could do the radio program? And then at the end of the day, it's like, I do need a nap. I really honestly do. But it seems like in the social media world, even when you try to retreat and you try to get away from all the clutter, next thing you know, you're zombie scrolling and you're wondering why your house doesn't look like everybody on Pinterest or whatever. I mean, do you think that's been a factor? I think so. Yeah, I think we're always comparing our weaknesses to other people's strengths. Mm -hmm. And so I see these like, organic meals and I see these families going on long walks up in the woods and mm -hmm. we aren't doing those things and right today, today my kitchen is a mess my we were given some hand-me-down clothes for one of my sons my living room has all these clothes spread over it. I'm trying to homeschool my kids <laughs> and I really had this moment of tension of like this house is such a disaster and I told myself it'll be okay. This is just today. We'll get through the clothes, the kitchen will get clean. And I have to tell myself that this is ordinary life. And when we're always looking at someone's perfect kitchen um, or someone's perfect living room or perfect writing desk or whatever it is, we do feel that comparison and we feel like we aren't doing enough. And then we get so overwhelmed that we just can't do anything. We yeah. just can't uh, go on. And I think that comparison is really, really hard. And it takes stepping back and saying, this is ordinary life. I have, we have eight people living in our house right now. It's going to be a mess. There's going to be challenges, but it's okay. And I remember one moment clearly as I'm working on this book, the pile of laundry, all the things. And as I'm just feeling so overwhelmed, I felt God saying, I love you just as much. Mm. I love you just as much if the laundry is done and the laundry is not done. If you made a great dinner or you served your family hot dogs or peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, like <laughs> I love you just as much. And resting our hearts in the love of God and saying, it's okay. I am loved. God has a good plan for my day. Then we stop comparing and we can look to his face 
and see what he thinks of us instead of comparing what we think of others and other people. I mean, I've done it before where you push all the stuff to the side and then take your picture Mm -hmm. that you want to (laughs) display on social media. Yes, yes. Oh my goodness. I, wow. I often wonder when I see it one time, I, my wife and I were at a, an amusement park here locally and we watched, we were getting something to eat. So we had some time to kill and we watched these two girls spend 20 minutes trying to come up with a perfect spontaneous <laughs> selfie. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I, <laughs> I thought to myself, wow, I wouldn't have spent that much time back in the day, but nowadays everything that we're trying to make look perfect for five hundredth of a second or however long that is. And you don't know what's pushed. Well, I don't want to show you what's on the other side of my camera here in my office because I think I'm an abstract random person. So I know all, I know what all the piles are. I know yes. where all the clutter is. And it makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, Trisha Goyer is my guest today here on The Bottom Line, a delightful conversation, uh, a happy conversation, if I may, about her brand new book called Heart happy, staying centered in God's love through chaotic circumstances. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. More of this conversation in just a moment as The Bottom Line continues. Welcome back to this Everyone Wednesday edition of The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, Mich- uh, Trisha Guerra. I want to call her Michelle Guerra. Michelle Bachman is at the Family Research Council event along with Michael W. Smith and Tony Perkins. Trisha Goyer is the author of the great book called Heart Happy, Staying Centered in God's Love Through Chaotic Circumstances. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. We've got four copies, not one, not two, not three, but four copies of Trisha's book to give away. Would love to place one in your hands today. 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. By the way, when you call, you also want to get your name in the drawing for the five tickets that we have to see Michael W. Smith and Tony Perkins and Michelle Bachman and more at the Family Research Council 40th Anniversary Banquet Celebration. It's coming up Thursday, August 31st at the Balboa Bay Club. 800-227-5278. We've got two pair of tickets for that event and then one single ticket. So if you're the single person who doesn't mind going to a concert or the movies or whatever by yourself, maybe you even prefer that, this is your chance. 800-227-5278. is the number to get you through to the bottom line. On the other side of this break, more of my conversation with Trisha Goyer talking about how to stay centered in God's love through chaotic circumstances. Let's get heart happy on the other side of this break as the bottom line continues. You're a Christian who's been injured, so you need Christian attorney Stephanie Cover of Cover Law to fight for you. With Stephanie, it's not just a routine legal process, it's a spiritual battle. She understands that a legal fight involves more than flesh and blood. It means confronting principalities and powers, and that's why she consistently prays with and for her clients. She forms long-lasting relationships with her clients, just as you would expect from someone who engages in spiritual battle alongside another believer. Praise for Stephanie pours in through cards, thank you texts, and letters from clients who thank her for checking up on them, coming to see them in the hospital, praying, and even finding alternative care when current care is inadequate. Inspired by Jesus' command to love one another, Stephanie uses her skill as an attorney and knowledge of insurance processes to fight for your completeness and healing. Don't wait any longer. Contact Stephanie Cover today at kbrightradio.com slash cover and let her take up your spiritual battle. Trisha Goyer is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh, author, speaker, uh, podcaster, 75 books and counting. The latest is called Heart Happy, 
Staying Centered in God's Love Through Chaotic Circumstances. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Trisha, during the break, I, I loved what you were saying, every word of it in terms of how do we get our heart happy? Well, it's mm -hmm. when you're walking with the Lord, when you're walking obediently with him, when you realize, you know, the yoke that he made just for you is a perfect fit. So all you have to do is walk in it and it's going to work. But I realize there are probably some people who are hearing our conversation right now, and I'm glad you alluded to this during the uh, break, where they'll look at that and say, okay, that's easy for you because it sounds like you're dealing with the chaos of the right now, you know, what's right in front of you. And we haven't really touched on yet. Well, what about the things that might be making your heart unhappy? Because they happened a while ago, either something that you did or something that happened to you, mm -hmm. and you haven't really been able to get the healing, reconciliation, whatever it is you're looking for. Talk about how you can stay centered in God's love when the chaotic circumstances are things that you've been carrying with you for a while. Yeah, and that is so much of my story. And I start the book on that because I want to be happy in God. I know there's all this stuff going on. As I'm sitting before God, I'm realizing like this doesn't just have to deal with today. It has to deal with things that happened a while ago, like little pains that have been there a while that's almost festering. One of those things is when I was 15, I chose to have an abortion. Mm. I went to the wrong clinic, got the wrong advice, was listening and said this, you know, your problems will be over tomorrow. It'll, right. you don't ever have to think of it again. We're just scraping a few cells away. And that pain is something that I carried for a very, very long time. And then mm. I got pregnant again at 17 and mm. had my son. And that there was during that pregnancy that I dedicated my life to God. I'm like, I have messed up big time. Like if you can do anything with my life and I felt that God loved me and I felt forgiven, but I had a very, very hard time forgiving myself. Um, mm, I yeah. knew that, you know, I could go to eternity with him, but just realizing what I had done, especially after I had my, my son, my first son, and was holding him in my hands, realizing mm. what I had done at that young age. And it took many years and actually going through a, a Bible study with other women where I walked in that room and saw the other women that all, had also chosen abortion all of us regretted it and walking through the steps of truly being able to forgive myself, realizing I was young. Mm -hmm. I was not a Christian. I was walking in darkness. I was trying to please my boyfriend, you know, trying to get out of the problem and having compassion for myself. And then realizing that even in that moment, God still loved me. I yes. pictured tears in his eyes. Even if I was making the wrong decision, he still loved me and being able to forgive myself. And after doing that, there's still times that comes up. It's not like it's one and done, right. but it's going back and remembering God's love, remembering that he has forgiven me. I'm remembering, I will see that child again someday, which I'm very happy about. And then reaching out to other women. I've led Bible studies for other women. I helped start a, a pregnancy center. When I lived in Montana, I've mentored teen moms. So even in my pain, being able to help other women so they can make different choices or they can get the help they need after they have their children. And so I think anytime it might be abortion, it might be whatever former choices we made, it may be stuff that happened to us and taking those things before God and seeking his word and seeking prayer, seeking counseling or a good Bible study that you can really find healing. Because I think so many times we're carrying these things for so long that it just becomes part of us, but we can lift those burdens. We can give those things to God. And he does want to bring healing into our lives. Boy, Trisha Goyer is sharing some really honest and uh, deep and in some cases painful truth about happiness in the Lord. Uh, she writes about this in her book called Heart Happy, Staying Centered in God's Love Through Chaotic Circumstances. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Uh, Trisha, there's a recurring theme in what you're talking about here. I think a lot of times when we hear 
happiness or things that are happy, mm -hmm. there's a part of us that says, okay, well, either it's going to happen to us because yeah. of the root of the word, or it's going to be kind of easy, right? Okay. I'm having a bad day. So I'm <laughs> going to buy a donut and now I'm happy, you know, we're 10 pounds heavier, but, I'm, but I'm, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm happy. Talk about the work that goes into this because you talked about a process just there in that example of you having an abortion at a young age that the healing process took a long time before you could really get heart happy with the Lord about healing and forgiveness and all the mm -hmm. things that would set you free from that burden. Yeah, the process. And I think what we don't realize is that it's based on relationship and not just ritual, because, yeah. you know, it can be easy to say, um, yes, you know, sit down with your Bible, spend this amount of time in prayer, spend right. this amount right. of time, and then it'll be okay. But really that relationship must be built. And I have a perfect example of this. Um, one of our kids that we adopted, he was two and a half years old and he was so destructive. He disobeyed everything. He would just try to break things. He would knock things over. If there was a milk on the counter, he'd dump it out. It was just total wow. destruction. And I would follow after him. Don't do that. Stop doing that. I'm going to put you in timeout. You're going to have to go sit in your room. And, you know, we welcome this little boy into our home and it was pure exhaustion and I didn't know what to do and so we ended up going to therapy and the trauma therapist says this is what I want you to do I want you to spend five minutes a day with him I want you to have a special box of toys and I want one-on-one -on -one, no one else is around in the room I want you to play with him and I want you to say what he was doing I want you to repeat what he says and I want you to praise him so he'd be lining up the cars and I'd say you're lining up the cars and he'd offer me a car and I'd say thank you for giving mommy a car and he'd say blue car and I would say blue car and I'd say you're such a good boy you're doing such a good job playing with mommy and the therapist had me practice this for months it was like in their room and she She's behind the glass and I'm practicing this and I'm like, how is this going to help me get this kid to obey me? And what I realized is that we needed that bonding. We mm. needed that relationship. Mm -hmm. He'd been plunked in my home. He'd been in different foster homes an abusive home behind that. I didn't know this kid. And then this gave us a chance for him. I'm praising him. I'm playing with him. I'm interacting with him. And then through the day, because I'd been practicing that, I would do that more like, great job doing mm. this or look at you. Mm -hmm. And it built the bond between us where we had the relationship. And I think we can do this with God's word. That's we could read, read God's word and say, God, look what you are doing. I praise yeah. you for the way you created us. I praise you for giving us strength when we feel weak. And then, you know, just repeating what he says. You say in your word that we could have strength as eagles. Like, I need that today. And mm -hmm. that is building that relationship. And when I'm doing that in the morning, I find myself doing that throughout the day, just like oh, with, yeah. with Casey. And so that bonding and that relationship really needs to happen. It's not just these things these rituals we do, but build, building that relationship with God. Well, and especially when, let's face it, we're that rebellious two and a half year old, we right? Are. Yeah. We're knocking we stuff are. over and God's right there when we get it right going, Hey, okay, there's affirmation. And I think a lot of times we'll run from mm -hmm. the joy that is waiting for us or the peace or the happiness because of the fact that we know our own sin enough to know, okay, well, God's not going to be happy with this. So this is the way I'm, I'm, I'm going to approach it. And, and you write about in your book, heart happy, uh, the fact that it is easy to misplace joy and peace and things like that. Not that yeah. we don't have it. We just don't know where to get it. We've got a couple minutes left of our conversation. Could you address that uh, for us, what that means? 
Yeah, I think so many times when we get so focused on the external things, we forget that this is something that God has already given us. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, faithfulness, gentleness. You know, that the whole fruit of the Spirit that comes from God in us. That is not something we have to figure out ourselves. Like, help me to be happy today. Help me to be joyful today. Help me, uh, like, to be peaceful in my own strength. It's realizing like God is in me, mm-hmm. and He is my joy. He is my happiness. He is my strength. And so when we're looking at other things for that, when we're looking at other people for that, when we're trying to manufacture that ourselves, like help me to be patient, we need to say, Lord, you are in me. You are patient. I need to depend on you today. I need to trust in you today and know that he has already given us those things. I'm talking with Trisha Goyer today here on The Bottom Line. The book is called Heart Happy, Staying Centered in God's Love Throughout Chaotic Circumstances. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com, and we will be giving away a copy of the book at the end of this conversation. Uh, Trisha, 90 seconds left, not really a lot of time to fully develop the theme I'm going to ask you the question on, but I know you'll give it your best shot. We have a lot of our listeners who are in their senior years, you know, who are in the 60, 70 range like yours truly. And we're looking back now. I mean, there's always that push forward. I want this and I'm moving toward that and I'm growing and growing. When you get to a certain point, it seems like now you're kind of looking at where you are, looking at where you're going, but you're also kind of looking back and some of these memories might be starting to flood in right now. What's a good first step for someone who says, I like what you're saying, Tricia, but I just don't know if I have what it takes to step forward and walk in that happiness and that joy and that peace that you're encouraging us to? Well, I think the first thing we need to do is be okay with the emotions. I think especially as the years pass, we get used to shoving them down. And so sometimes I'd even journal painful times in my past and let the tears come. Let me go back to those moments and be okay being sad. And then then we can say, God, is there anything you want to teach me? Is there anything you want to show me in these moments? And I did that many, many times in the situation. I think sometimes we're afraid of the emotions. God's not afraid of the emotions. And, And sit before him and say, this is something that made me sad. This is something I really struggle with. And let him speak to our hearts um, as we open our words. He will give us the love and the answers that he wants us to have. I love it. I love it. Trisha Goyer, the brand new book is called Heart Happy, Staying Centered in God's Love Through Chaotic Circumstances. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Uh, Trisha, always a pleasure. Great to get to see you for a yeah, change here on our Zoom it's, conversation. It's always great talking to you. Thanks for having me. And that concludes my conversation with author and survivor, Trisha Goyer, the homeschooling mother of 10 children and the author of the book, Heart Happy, Staying Centered in God's Love Through Chaotic Circumstances. We've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. It's Everyone Wednesday, so we have not one, not two, not three, but four copies of this book to give away. So your chances of winning something are excellent. I mentioned at the start of the program uh, that with nine prizes to give away today, we're giving away about one every 10 minutes. 800-227-5278. The number to get you through to the bottom line. When life gets too crazy and chaotic, what do you do? You go golfing, right? A lot of people find a lot of joy and peace and serenity on the golf course, but others find it's a way for people to be kind of conniving and rather cunning. Oz Hillman knows what it's like from from both sides of that equation. And he writes about it in his powerful new devotional book called Birdies, Bogeys, and Life Lessons from the Game of Golf. It's a collection of 52 devotions that's up at thebottomlineshow.com. We'll get into that conversation coming up next as The Bottom Line continues. 
One of the greatest gifts that we can give to an expectant mother is the gift of the first picture she'll ever have of her son or daughter in the womb. That comes through an ultrasound, and our friends at Preborn have an opportunity for us to make more of these ultrasounds a reality. Every time you give a donation of $28 to Preborn, that means one more ultrasound can take place. But how about giving enough money for an ultrasound machine? The cost is $15,000. It's a sizable investment. But every ultrasound machine can do 250 ultrasounds per year and lasts at least 10 years. Now take that cost $15,000 and divide that by 2,500. Okay, now you begin to see how the cost per ultrasound goes down even more once we have more ultrasound machines to donate into preborn clinics. Make a donation right now to preborn. It's completely tax deductible, and every penny, every dollar you donate right now is going to the purchase of an ultrasound machine. 833-850-BABY is the number to call, 833-850-2229, or go to kbrightradio.com. That's K-B-R-I-T-E radio.com. Click on the banner for Preborn and make your best donation right now. $25, $50, $100, it all counts towards saving babies' lives. kbrightradio.com, hit the Preborn banner right now. Well, today on The Bottom Line, we're going to take a swing, <laughs> pun intended, and a topic of conversation that uh, is interesting to people who enjoy the game of golf, but maybe more beneficial for those of us who haven't really picked up a club and ever really done this before. If you've wondered what kind of life lessons you can actually learn from playing 18 holes on a round, uh, well, I encourage you to stay with us for the next half hour. Oz Hillman is with me today here on the program, and we're going to talk about a brand new devotional book of his called Birdies, Bogies, and Life Lessons from the Game of Golf. That's the focus of uh, this brand new devotional book that we've got a link for up at thebottomlineshow.com. Oz Hillman, welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. Roger, good to be with you. Oz Hillman is president of Marketplace Leaders, which is an organization whose purpose is to help men and women discover and fulfill God's complete purposes through their work and through their ministry as well. Um, a faith leader and speaker, author of more than 20 books, and uh, currently writes the daily email devotional called TGIF, which is Today God is First which has over several hundred thousand daily subscribers worldwide. Uh, Oz, I, I realize that this, oftentimes it's a labor of love, you know, to talk about a game, a sport like this. I remember having conversations with Norm Wright years ago about hunting and fishing and things of that nature. But I didn't realize how serious the game of golf was for you and what a big role it played in your life until I got a hold of this book. <laughs> to, to, let's, let's talk about this because, I mean, there's, there's some father-son connection here. There's some college scholarship connection here. Kind of give us a 90-second overview of why golf is such a prominent feature in your life. Well, my dad started me playing golf when I was 11 years old, and uh, I caught on very quickly and I was pretty good at sports as a young kid. My dad played golf, and I caddied for he and his partner uh, every Saturday, made five bucks a bag. So uh -huh. I had made 10 bucks a Saturday, thought I was rich. <laughs> and, you know, but I started playing at 11. By the time I was 14, I'd already had three hole-in-ones, and I'd broken 70. Oh, my. Times. And wow. I had the uh, course record of 66 by the time I was 16 years old. And so I was picking up the game very quickly, became a very prominent junior golfer, played in the U.S. Junior Amateur at uh, Brookline Country Club when I was 16, and uh, played with many what you would know today as tour players and now on the senior tour and 
So I felt like I had the ability, and so I would end up going to school on a golf scholarship at the University of South Carolina, was recruited by several schools, uh, had uh, uh, was interviewed by Wake Forest University. A guy named Lanny Watkins was my host mm. that weekend. Wow. And uh, so I really had a desire early on to play professional golf. But it was after college and then moving to North Myrtle Beach in hopes of trying to raise money to, uh, you know, a backer. But I had not I had not progressed in my my golf to the point that I was a star. And so I was borderline in being able to attract the money. And so my lifelong goal uh, was not realized, and it, it it was that failure and that disappointment that led me to Christ. Hmm. Interesting. Oz Hillman with me today here on The Bottom Line, talking about his new devotional called Birdies, Bogeys, and Life Lessons from the Game of Golf. There are 52 devotions in all, and we have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Based on the time period that we're talking about, Oz, and and the way that the, the sport that for that literally propelled you. I mean, you want to talk about prodigious uh, acceleration here. An 11 year old picks up clubs for the first time and has three holes in one by the time he's 14, gets a full ride scholarship to play at a division one school. I mean, it's really incredible. And uh, rubbing shoulders with Lanny Watkins probably didn't hurt at all. And yet to have this kind of tragedy, it really sounds very parallel, if I may, to the story of Pete Maravich and the fact that he had that tremendous success at LSU bounced around on the pros, finally got to that point where he's with the Celtics and decides to retire in the middle of the season. And then they go on to win the NBA championship as one shot at a ring. And he said that was mm. the thing that brought him closer to Christ was the fact that the mm. one goal that he had, you know, that NBA championship, or in your case, getting some PGA uh, championships and a couple of green jackets under your belt kind of led you in that direction. Mm. What was your family faith uh, story like up to that point? Yeah, I had four sisters, and my dad uh, was a uh, a Christ follower with my mom. Uh, they were somewhat nominal, although I would say that my dad actually started a church with uh, four other men oh, wow. uh, when I was a teenager. But um, and he was fairly vocal about his faith. But you know, I'm not sure about the intimacy aspect of his life. But he was certainly a good person. And he talked about Christ in his business life. But um, we had a tragedy happen when I was 14 where my dad was killed in an airplane crash. He was the pilot Mm -hmm. along with two other men, uh, the CEO and vice president of the company that he was president. And so that really changed everything in our family. And uh, but, you know, the club where I was growing up playing uh, they were gracious enough to give me a free membership because our finances tra- changed dramatically because the insurance didn't pay off um, from the accident. And so my mom had to go back to work. And hmm. so anyway, God's grace was there and we got through that time. But that was a, certainly a life changing moment. Mm, I, I can only imagine. Uh, Oz Hillman, my guest today here on The Bottom Line. The brand new book is called Birdies, Bogeys, and Life Lessons from the Game of Golf. 52 devotions, and we've got a link for this up at thebottomlineshow.com. Before we get into the uh, the nuts and bolts of the book, uh, talk about your faith journey. I mean, you mentioned that you had a kind of a 
career crisis by the time you finished the University of South Carolina and didn't find your way onto the PGA Tour. And I, I can imagine that as a, a young guy, you're missing your dad and your your whole existence you know, can get caught up in the performance of, I'm a good golfer. I can do this. I know that this is going to give me value. And now to get hit your mid-20s and realize there's nothing there, when did you, I mean, you mentioned kind of a nominal faith perhaps when you were younger. When did you really meet Jesus face-to-face for the first time? Well, because of the accident, my mom's faith really grew, and she had an encounter with the Lord when she was at the depth of her own experience there in the law. She she deeply loved my dad, and uh, so she would uh, have some real hard moments. But the Lord spoke to her one evening and said, trust me, Lillian, and that allowed her to grow in her faith and trust God at a much deeper level. And she began sharing that with me. But I was a very hard-nosed young teenager with a one-track mind that all I wanted to do was play professional golf. Right. So I wasn't really open to her uh, her reaching out. But then when I left and I moved to North Myrtle Beach primarily to gamble and try to raise money, um, there was a pastor and his wife who had actually been associate pastor of the church where I was growing up. And they moved to North Myrtle Beach. He took a, a church there. And it just so happened that the church was across the street from the golf course where I worked. <laughs> and, uh, That's great. And, and he uh, had stayed in touch with my mom. And I found out later they were kind of in uh, cahoots uh, with this strategy to reach this wayward son. Mm-hmm. And uh, so my mom's prayers and, and this man who was a very nice man, I always respected him, but uh, he began reaching out to me and just having, you know, lunch with me every now and then and and was just a friend. And, but he wasn't the kind of pastor that I had grown up knowing that was very legalistic and uh, do's and don'ts. And so he he was an anomaly for me because he was different. And so as I began to become more and more frustrated with my golf and really beginning to ask questions about purpose in life, I began kind of posing some of those questions to him. And there wasn't a question that I didn't believe in God. I did believe in God, but I certainly wasn't living for Christ. And as I began to to question him about a real Christian faith, I'll never forget the question I asked him And the answer he gave me, I said, you know, what if I was a Christian? Would I have to give up gambling on the golf course and going out with women and drinking? Would I I have to stop that? And he gave me this amazing answer. He says, Oss, I, I can't answer that for you. But if you'll take the first step, God will show you and give you the desires that he wants you to have. Well, I wasn't ready for that answer. Mm. It was it didn't have any trace of legalism in it. <laughs> right. It just gave me a, a green light to pursue what we were talking about. And mm. so the more I pursued it, you know, the more I was getting drawn. And then one day I visited his church and I saw a completely different spirit in the church where the people were welcoming, loving, non uh you know, non-performance. It was just an amazing 
difference where I sense the love of the people. And that's what drew me in. And then one night by myself, I walked out to the pier and, and invited Christ into my life. And mm. I was never the same since. I love it. Boy, what an inspiring story. Oz Hillman is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. His brand new book is called Birdies, Bogeys, and Life Lessons from the Game of Golf, 52 devotions that we have up at thebottomlineshow.com. We'll get into some of those inspiring stories on the other side of this break as The Bottom Line continues. Welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Everyone, Wednesday edition of the program, Oz Hillman is my guest, and we're discussing his book, Birdies, Bogeys, and Life Lessons from the Game of Golf. It's a collection of 52 devotions that we have linked up at thebottomlineshow.com. Uh, we still got a copy of that we're giving away today, 800-227-5278, is the number to get you through to the bottom line. We're also still taking calls for Trisha Goyer's book, Heart Happy. Man, if you have just feeling the crunch of all the things that need to get done in your world, or if your life got a lot more chaotic during the COVID pandemic, Trisha knows exactly how you feel. Uh, this book, by the way, is nothing but five-star ratings. People are just loving it. It's called Heart Happy, Staying Centered in God's Love Through Chaotic Circumstances. And we have not one, not two, not three, but four copies of this book to give away today. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. That's the number to get you through to the bottom line. And if that weren't enough, especially saying this quickly for our KCBC audience who's about ready to cast off and head over to Rabbi Schneider and discovering the Jewish Jesus, we are still giving away tickets to the Family Research Council. It's their 40th anniversary this year. The Friends of Family Research Council Banquet, which is happening at the Balboa Bay Club right here in Southern California in Orange County and Balboa Bay, uh, coming up on Thursday, August 31st. Michael W. Smith, Tony Perkins, Michelle Bachman, and more. My, yes, Michael will be singing um, and performing. It's going to be a great time. You want to be there. We have one individual ticket and two pair of tickets that we're giving away today here on Everyone Wednesday. Why not call in and win those things? 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. Eight hundred two two seven five two seven eight is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Whew, let's take a breather now. <laughs> get rid of some of the chaos of all the different things that are happening here at the studio. So glad you've tuned in for this Everyone Wednesday edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. On the other side of this break, I'm still taking your calls to win these great prizes. And also the conclusion of my conversation with Oz Hillman about life lessons learned from the game of golf. Coming up next as the Bottom Line continues. Oz Hillman is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. His new book is called Birdies, Bogeys, and Life Lessons from the Game of Golf. We've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Oz, before the break, you were talking about how you used to caddy for your dad before he gave you a few lessons. And next thing you know, you turned out to be quite a prodigy. Um, and, and that five bucks for caddying uh, each round, I think, is really it, it shows a lot of, uh, well, little business acumen on your part. I heard stories of my dad caddying when he was a young boy and only getting about a dollar uh, for it must have been a different part of the country or something. But I'll tell you what. <laughs> He took two golf lessons and said, this is not for me. Absolutely not for me. It's not in my temperament. It's just not the way. Golf is kind of a frustrating game, is it not? And yet you draw a lot in this 52 devotionals. You draw a lot of biblical parallels from frustrations on the golf course, successes on the golf course, to the way our spiritual life works. Why, why do you think that is? Well, golf has a lot of great life lessons. There's so much you can gain from I'm just 
grateful I've had the ability to play the game. And even at my age today, being able to play at a single digit handicap. Mm. And uh, I just uh, appreciate the game, uh, your expectations and the the reason you play the game changes as you get older. But it's still a wonderful game to be outside, to be with other men and just to enjoy their company and still have competition. So it's a, it's a wonderful game from that perspective. And there are just a lot of analogies in golf that can be applied to the scriptures. What are some of your favorites? Or maybe is there one that stands out that you feature in the book? Well, I, you know, one of them is uh, called Intimidation. In week seven, I talk about, you know, Satan's always trying to intimidate believers. Right. And in John 10, 10, it says Satan wants to steal, kill, and destroy from our life. He's really the great intimidator. And uh, when I was in college, I made it through. There, in order to qualify for the U.S. Open, you have to go through a grueling process. The first re- regional qualifying is 36 holes. Mm-hmm. And then if you qualify in the regional, you go to, uh, I'm sorry, local qualifying. If you qualify in the local qualifying, you go to the regional. I made it through the local qualifier, and the regional was going to be in Charlotte, North Carolina, where the tour pros would be qualifying. Mm. And so I had to qualify uh, with them. And so I, uh, my, my, the person I played with was, was DeWitt Weaver, who was a tour player at the time. And as I got on the first tee, I noticed that someone – was standing about two feet from me. I, I just looked down and I saw their feet. That's all mm-hmm. I saw. And then I looked up and there was Sam Sneed crossed oh his hands and uh-huh. and uh, arms just staring at me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course, <laughs> Sam Sneed was known for intimidating people. Oh, yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. Gamesmanship, you know. Uh-huh. But to do it to a college kid, that's pretty that's pretty brutal. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I got up and I went ahead and hit it down the fairway. But uh, it's those kinds of things that we I, I share a lot of stories of golf. And then what's the analogy to what the scriptures say? And and so there's a lot of that. And uh, so I think it's a great book for uh, people who know golfers. You know, golfers mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. can be a one-track mind group, yeah. And yeah. Uh, sometimes it's hard to reach them on a spiritual level. And this book is a great book for that. You know, if you know a golfer, or you have a business, or just uh, want to give somebody a gift that has a spiritual tone to it, but is an avid golfer, this this really is a great one for that. Well, the book is called Birdies, Bogeys, and Life Lessons from the Game of Golf by Oz Hillman, who's my guest today here on The Bottom Line. We do have it linked up at thebottomlineshow.com, so if you want to check that out and uh, see about uh, making that uh, that investment in the life of someone you know. And especially, Oz, I, I get the sense in reading this that it, it, it's, I'll say overtly Christian. I mean, obviously, you're not backing away from your faith, but it's also written in such a way that if somebody weren't a Christian, they could take a look at this and say, well, I'm a golfer. I mean, so I get it. And this guy obviously knows the game um, that you'll be able to, uh, you know, see some uh, some spiritual truths that are in there that might actually even, you know, kind of revitalize someone's faith. You know, somebody who maybe grew up in the church and fell away from it. And now they're 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 looking for answers, especially as the world is getting crazier and crazier every day. 
Well, that's true, you know, and uh, there's some wonderful stories in here. I I tell stories about a lot of the professional golfers that people would know today and uh, just anecdotes about golf experiences. And, uh, you know, so I think it's an entertaining book. I've had several people say, they instead of taking 52 weeks they uh they read it in one sitting you know oh wow <laughs> they could they like to go from one to the next they couldn't put it down uh-huh oh that's good that's good oz hillman my guest today here on the bottom line the book is called birdies bogeys and life lessons from the game of golf we have a link for the book up at the bottom line show.com as you have ventured into the workplace, um, obviously had tremendous success there, but also maintained your your ministry footprint, as it were. Oz, talk about why it's important for us to not compartmentalize the two. I would imagine there are some guys, especially that you encounter, who are very, very strong, active Christians when they're dialed into their church. But when it comes to being at the workplace, being on the golf course, that type of stuff, it's almost like they leave it at home. You know, it stays in the bag and doesn't ever get played. Talk about why that's one of those uh, arrows in the quiver or, I guess, clubs in the bag that God really wants us yeah. to play, especially nowadays. Talk about that. Yeah, and that was something that uh, early on in my salvation experience, uh, later on, I began to recognize how uh, departmentalized many men and women in the marketplace were, that their faith life was not integrated in their work life. and. God really ministered to me through Colossians 3.23 that says, whatever you do, do unto the Lord. It is the Lord Christ you are serving, and therein is your inheritance. So that verse kind of prompted me to begin to investigate the idea that we're not here just to do work and then separate faith activity, and we're not to segment our life but it's one. And so God wants to be glorified in every activity that we do, including our work life. In fact, the word work and worship come from the same Hebrew word, avodah. And so we see in the life of Jesus that he worked, you know, those 33 years on earth, he did a lot of work as a carpenter. He recruited 12 people from the workplace. He didn't recruit rabbis. He recruited people in the mm-hmm. workplace. Point. And he spent more of his time in the marketplace than any other time. And he didn't recruit people to go into the synagogue to get saved or healed. He did it in the marketplace. And so uh, I began to see that we weren't really looking through the right lens uh, to see uh, how uh all-encompassing, Jesus saw uh, the world, and for us to see our work in the context of it being a spiritual thing, and we're to manifest God's power and presence in our work and calling. Amen. Amen to that. Well, that is a, uh, it's so important for us to understand the fact that we, I I love the, 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 uh, uh, what you drew for us in terms of the fact that work and worship have the same root, you know, and, and it, that's, there's a reason for that. That's not something that's, you know, God's not, you know, 
wringing his hands in heaven going, wow, how did that happen? But I mean, it's obviously very intentional. And thank you for showing us that something that was often for some people is a, an exercise of leisure and recreation can be very intentional and very worshipful, that being the, playing the game of golf. Oz Hillman has been my guest today here on The Bottom Line. The new book is called Birdies, Bogeys, and Life Lessons from the Game of Golf. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Oz, thank you so much for being with us, for the work that you've done. I know it was a labor of love, but still, it does take a lot of time. Thanks for being with us today here on The Bottom Line. Thank you, Roger. Really enjoyed it. My thanks again to Oz Hillman for a fascinating book. Even as a non-golfer, I really appreciated what he wrote about and what he had to share about. Uh, Oz's book is called Birdies, Bogeys, and Life Lessons from the Game of Golf. It's 52 devotions in all, and we have a copy that we're giving away today here on the Bottom Line Show on as part of Everyone Wednesday, 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Of course, it is Everyone Wednesday. And so in addition to the uh, the Oz Hillman book, and we still have the Trisha Goyer books that we're giving away as well for how to live simply in a chaotic and confusing world, um, we've got the Family Research Council tickets that we're giving away today. 40th anniversary of Family Research Council here in 2023. And on Thursday, August 31st, FRC is coming to town. They'll be at the Balboa Bay Club from 6.30 to 9 p.m. It's a benefit banquet. It's a fundraising banquet. It's a lot of fun. And typically, the people who are going are going to get dressed up nicely and give a lot of money to buy tickets to the tables. And, and they'll make donations to Family Research Council. Of course, all those donations are tax deductible. But we have an opportunity here at the Bottom Line Show to let you kind of sneak in, be part of the celebration, and we've got free tickets we're giving away. And if you want to make a donation, you can. If you don't, just enjoy the fellowship, enjoy the food, enjoy hearing from Tony Perkins, the president of Family Research Council, and Michelle Bachman, a former congresswoman from the great state of Minnesota, who's currently the chairman of the board of FRC's executive board of directors. And then also Michael W. Smith is going to be there singing and praising God and just it's going to be a wonderful time. We've got a pair of tickets for one listener and another pair of tickets for another listener and a single ticket for one person who would like to be there. Oh, by the way, if you've ever wanted to meet Crystal in person, uh, Crystal's going to be there. She answers the phones for all these giveaways. She's going to be there manning the table at the uh, for our flagship affiliate, KBRT, Gaybright. And uh, she'll be there with a lot of other goodies that you'll want to get in on too. So 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Okay, on the other side of this break, what talk, you know, we talk a lot about Alliance Defending Freedom, Family Research Council, Liberty Council, all these great organizations that do fantastic work for the rights of people who um, are, you know, having their First Amendment rights shut down because of faith in God or talking about the sanctity of human life. On the other side of this break, one of the issues that the left really prides themselves on is the fact that they like to consider themselves to be so open and welcoming and inclusive. But you know as well as I do that when you bring in any kind of ideology that's different than what the left wants to hear, all of a sudden they become very closed-lipped and very you know, tight-focused, and all of a sudden the First Amendment doesn't apply to you and the Second Amendment doesn't apply to you. Well, there's a case to be made for a woman who is living, I believe, her best life. She's at the top of her game, literally, professionally. She's starting a family. 
She is open and honest about her faith in Christ. And when she gave an interview to a top reporter in her field, the reporter was told that if he didn't edit out the Christian and pro-life stuff, that they would just scrap the article. And when he found out what happened, he took a very drastic and bold statement. I'm going to get into this on the other side of this break and give you an opportunity to, uh, to kind of let this kind of resonate where you are. For your friends on the left, not to shame, not to condemn, you know, certainly not to condone, but rather just to understand the mindset of a progressive leftist who thinks that they're very open-minded, thinks that they're very tolerant, thinks that they're very welcoming, but doesn't realize that the only other voices they hear are their own. And when somebody brings in a different voice, all of a sudden they feel a need to shut it down. We'll talk about that coming up next as the bottom line continues. You can protect against market volatility without investing all your money into bonds. Wilson Financial has simply better alternatives. The last 12 months, there has been almost $1.7 trillion invested in investment-grade bonds. This move to safety locks up money for a long time of guaranteed low returns. Why? Market volatility. Well, my comment is why go with low earnings for a long time when you can get great earnings with a solid real estate-backed investment paying you 6% over the next three years. After three years, you can invest in another option, or you can do what most of our investors do and reinvest in another one of our new exclusive 6% accounts. This strategy gives you the best of both options without settling for many years of low returns. Our 3D Money 6% account pays you great interest while you're not subjecting yourself to market volatility. Call 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or visit kbrightradio.com slash Wilson Financial and ask about Dennis Wilson's exclusive real estate-backed 6% investment account, Wilson Financial Services, for simply better alternatives. Welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. It's Everyone Wednesday, and my goodness, I don't think we've had, I, I mentioned earlier it was nine uh, gifts that we were giving away today. I think it's, it's actually eight, but if we have nine winners, I'll be thrilled. Um, 800-227-5278. We're giving away those tickets to the Family Research Council 40th Anniversary Gala that features Tony Perkins, the president of Family Research Council, and Michael W. Smith, among others. Um, 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line for that. Also, we have a copy of Oz Hillman's outstanding book on golf, uh, Birdies, Bogies, and Life Lessons from the Game of Golf. It's 52 Devotions that uh, looks at the game from both sides. When Oz knows what it was like when he was kind of playing as a hustler on the on the course out there, gambling, you know, uh, for different shots and who's going to win the hole and that type of stuff. But then coming to Christ and realizing that there are lots of life lessons for those of us who are biblically minded in that game as well. Um, 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Uh, Golf really is a peaceful game. I mean, I realize it's kind of stressful for the people who play it, but there's just something about all that grass and the lakes around the courses. And even the sand traps don't seem too foreboding and threatening if you're just watching. If you're playing the course, that's a whole different ball game. And I, my hat's off to anybody, including my good buddy Rob Warren, who is a pastor at Lutheran Church of the Cross, volunteer pastor there, who basically, I think, took up the game of golf because of his business pursuits in real estate. And Rob has like a three handicap. I mean, he's just an amazingly good golfer and preacher. And I can hear his golf acumen coming through in the way he prepares his sermons. That's for sure. Um, 
You know, it's interesting when the left goes after the church or goes after the pro-life community or whatever. We see this with preborn all the time. Preborn clinics are one of the only pro-life pregnancy resource centers in America that will offer you that complimentary ultrasound and complimentary pregnancy test that the $28 donations that we make make those possible. The $15,000 donations that we make provide one more ultrasound machine for a preborn clinic. And what does the left do? They're not licensed by the state. We They don't do abortion, so they're not a real clinic. You know. <laughs> no, they're a pregnancy resource center. And quite frankly, when you give a woman the opportunity to see the ultrasound of her child, to tell her, okay, these are your options if you uh, choose to become a mom, these are your options if you want to place that child up for adoption. I mean, uh, when it comes to so-called abortion care, I mean, the only thing you're trying to care for is hoping that after you abort the baby that mom doesn't have problems, but statistically we find that she does have mental problems, emotional problems, physical problems. So it's interesting how the left, which is all, even the leftist Christians, you know, are like, oh yeah, we support abortion and blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. They get a story like Amy Olson and they don't know what to do with it. Amy Olson made headlines this summer when she made the U.S. Women's Open at Pebble Beach. And she played in the U.S. Women's Open, Pebble Beach. There's a guy named Steve Eubanks who used to write for a global golf post, which was a major golf publication in the golf publishing world. He was the senior writer for Golf Global Post. Kind of a big time dude, if you will. And he wanted to do a story on Amy Olson. Okay, fair enough. Now, usually, you know, in the modern leftist world, you have to find somebody, if Amy Olson was born a man and became a woman, then they'd really want to talk to her. Or if she was a woman of color, or if she came from some indigenous background or something, the left would be all over it. But Amy Olson, sorry, she's just a blue-eyed blonde mom i mean there's nothing really spectacular about amy olson except for the fact that that mom part was part of the focus of this article you see amy olson became the first player or one of the first players to play at the u.s open the women's championship whilst seven months pregnant there's some great pictures up at thebottomlineshow.com. We got this from OutKick the Coverage, and uh, that uh, kind of cool sports slash commentary show as Buck Sexton and whatever. Uh, OutKick.com has this LPGA story about Steve Eubanks, who's a writer for Global Golf Post, and I'm sure very well known by John Strage, who's another golf writer who is a regular contributor to the Bottom Line Show. Uh, Steve Eubanks did a story on Amy Olson. Hey, it's kind of cool. She's seven months pregnant. And she's playing in the U.S. Women's Open. I mean, she's walking the links at Pebble Beach with a big old baby bump. So Steve decided that he wanted to write this story. And so he wrote the story. He interviewed Amy. She's given lots of interviews before. It didn't seem like it was any big deal. And then he turned it in. Amy Olson said, I didn't have any problem with Steve Eubanks writing about me. He's written articles about me in the past. I know his style. I know he's fair. I felt comfortable speaking about the experience that I've lived through the past couple of years. Uh-oh, here we go. She's pro-life and she's a Christian. So what do you think they talked about? Well, she said the things that she's experienced over the past couple of years, one of them, just to put it succinctly, is when Roe versus over Wade was overturned, it seemed like you could only used to be able to talk about the woman no one wanted to hear about the unborn baby involved. And then all of a sudden, a year later, everybody wants to talk about the unborn baby like 
the one I'm carrying right now as I'm playing in a major championship. And so I talked to him about the difference. The difference being a year ago when abortion was legal, if a woman played and she was pregnant, it was no big deal. But now that abortion, uh, there's no longer a federal Supreme Court mandate, everybody sees a pregnant woman and goes, ooh, what's wrong with her? So Amy Olson said, I talked to Steve Eubanks about that difference. And it wasn't even really my views on it. I just said, look, I'm experiencing two different things. I know that if I was pregnant last year, no one would be asking me about my baby, but I'm pregnant this year. And since Roe versus Wade was overturned, everybody wants to know about it. So she talked about the baby. She talked about her Christian faith. Steve Eubanks turned the article into Global Golf Post's executive editors and directors. And basically, he wound up getting this reaction to his article. He was told that he needed to tone it down on the Christian stuff and tone it down on the anti-abortion stuff because it just so happened that he interviewed her on the one-year anniversary of the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Neither Amy Olson nor Steve Eubanks really intended to do a piece that was pro-Christianity and pro-life, but that's what happened. So basically, he turned the article in, and you know what the Gulf Global Post people told him? Several staff members said that they were, quote-unquote, going ballistic over Olson's comments. And the only way they would publish this article online is if the sections about Olson's pro-life opinion and her Christian faith were removed. Remember, the First Amendment applies to all American citizens here. Steve Eubank has a First Amendment right to write Amy Olson's story. Amy Olson has the right to tell that story. And Global Golf Post has the right to say, you know what, we think this might be incendiary or inflammatory. But what she's saying is, look at me, I'm pregnant and I'm playing professional golf in the LPGA U.S. Open Championships. All statements of fact. But because so many people on the global golf post, heads begin to explode and they went ballistic, Steve Eubanks felt he only had one option left to him. Guess what that was? I'll tell you about it coming up next as the bottom line continues. You know, I'll never forget the moment I met my grandson, Isaac. It actually wasn't in the delivery room. That was the first time I held him. But the first time I actually met Isaac was when I went with his mother to her ultrasound appointment, and the ultrasound technician showed us a picture of that eight-week-old baby in the womb. Uh, you know, I encourage you to contact Preborn right now and make a donation to provide that same experience for another family. Maybe there's someone in your family who's expecting a child right now. They've had the ultrasound. You've seen the picture. You've heard the heartbeat, and you think, wow, how can I bless someone else. Studies show that 83% of the women who go to a preborn clinic and see that ultrasound either choose to become mothers and raise the children on their own or release the child for adoption. It cuts the risk of it cuts the rate of abortion dramatically. But your donations are necessary right now to get more ultrasound machines into preborn health clinics. Give a gift online when you go to kbrightradio.com and click the banner that says preborn. Cute little baby there wrapped up in a blanket. Or give a gift over the phone. 833-850-BABY, 833-850-BABY, that's 833-850-2229. Call Preborn, make a donation. Every ultrasound machine could do 250 ultrasounds per year, so give a gift right now. 
Welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Everyone Wednesday, and the phones are finally starting to die down a little bit, but if you call 800-227-5278 right now, we've still got family research tickets up for grabs for their benefit with Michael W. Smith and Tony Perkins, Trisha Goyer's book on staying uh, focused in a uh, chaotic world. Uh, we've got four copies of those given away. Oz Hillman's book on birdies, bogeys, and life lessons from the book of golf or from the light, sport of golf. And now we're tying it all together by talking about Amy Olson, who played the U.S. Ladies Open, the LBG, LPGA Classic at Pebble Beach, and was actually on the links in the tournament on the 24th of June, 2023, one year after the overturning of Roe versus Wade, when a guy by the name of Steve Eubanks, who was the executive editor of Global Golf Posts, um, posted the article or wanted to post the article. The staff there allegedly, and I'm using his quote now, went ballistic. Remember, Steve Eubanks was the executive editor of Global Golf Post. I say was because there was so much pushback to his article that he basically resigned on the spot. He said, I can't, I, I can't focus on this. Matter of fact, he went on to explain that USA Today's Golf Week had planned to publish a story about the interview that never ran. And then he wrote the article, gave it to Golf Week. It was approved by Golf Week's editorial team. But then USA Today editor said, no, no, we can't run that. It's too inflammatory. And again, the inflammatory part of the article is that Amy Olson is a pro-life Christian who's a pretty darn good golfer who played the ladies, the LPGA, Ladies Professional Golf Association, U.S. Open at Pebble Beach, which even if you're not a golfer, you know what Pebble Beach means. She played that tournament seven months pregnant and ironically was playing the penultimate round on the first anniversary of the overturning of Roe versus Wade. It came up in casual conversation, merely statements of fact about the sanctity of human life and the overturning of a federal mandate on abortion. And two leading publications in the media, quote unquote, went ballistic and won't publish it. Brothers and sisters, please pray for these people. I think of the words of Jesus on the cross. There are all sorts of biblical quotations I could throw at you right now. Here's the one I'm, I'm clinging to. That's, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Ultimately, it doesn't matter to me, and I really don't think it matters to God, if Amy gets satisfaction and justification in this life. Same with Steve Eubanks. They made their decisions based on their personal convictions. They want to stand before God and know that they did what God wanted them to do. And if they are wronged as a result, so be it. But please remember that the goal here for us as Christians is not to win this argument, to get a legal reinstatement of Steve Eubanks and his job, or to get the article published where it needs to be published to we'll show those lefties. That's not the point. The point is to go into all the world and preach the gospel. And if there are people in your world that would have a similar reaction, whether they are unbelievers or maybe even professing Christians, have that conversation about the sanctity of human life. Have that conversation about how wonderful our legal system is that protects it now. But ultimately remembering that the only citizenship that really matters is citizenship in heaven. Where else we live is just our address until the Lord returns. That is the good news and that's the bottom line.